Blog Talk Radio. They, 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 
they're you know they're looking forward towards next season. But you know, I mean, sure, the rotation of Noah Syndergaard, Zach Wheeler, you know, to go with Strowman, it's pretty tight. It's pretty cool. Except you know the thing is that they they be in a mess. I mean, it's it's like you say, okay, they say that we're building, but yet they're retooling in the same season. I I, I don't get it. I mean, they are the Mets after all. I mean, you know, I always say the Mets are an anagram for my entire team sucks. Uh, <laughs> to say, but you might you might wonder what Stroman was thinking. I mean, imagine this: imagine you're Stroman, right? You get a phone call from your agent saying that you're going to New York. So, you know, given how the New York teams are doing, you're thinking the Yankees because I mean. They're in first place. They have one of the best workers in the majors. They did, they did, and still do need pitching help. I'll get to them in a moment. But I mean, you know, imagine <laughs> Stormman like 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 uh like like you know the the, the conversation between his agent and Stormman goes something like this: Yo, man, you've been traded to New York. Oh shoot, I'm about to be. I'm you know I'm about to leave the bottom of the AL East to the top with going to the Yankees. Ah, uh, yeah, now you're going to the Mets. <laughs> I mean, what? I mean, it's, it's it's like what? What was? I mean, Stroman probably has to be thinking, God damn it, really? But I don't know. Maybe the Mets know something that we don't. I mean, again, maybe they're content with looking forward to next season, and if they're able to, I think I don't think he's a free agent. He being Stroman's a free agent. Uh, now, if he is a free agent, and he's pretty much he's, he's just a glorified. Uh, uh, um, um, uh, Richard Arm, you know, and, and this fat chance that he's going to stay stay with New York when he has a chance to go elsewhere, that's that'll be really stupid. And and you know, the second thing that surprised me, I said there were two things. What I mean, the thing is that I guess the Mets won't be missing much because they only traded so little to get. Uh, I mean, you know, you know, you know, they only traded like a few minor league pitching prospects. So again. You know, maybe again. You know, the Mets are maybe they're for thinking for a change. Maybe they're like, you know, we ain't gonna do shit this season, but we can make noise next season with pitching. And there's one thing we all know that in order to win in October, your ass needs some pitching. Period. Maybe some clutch hitting here and there would would be nice, but you know, definitely pitching. So I don't know. Maybe they're fortunate like the Reds. You know, with the Reds. Uh, obtaining uh, Trevor Bauer from the Indians uh, last night. And how about this? I mean, you know, you got to love how great of a teammate Rasa Pre is or was for the Reds. I mean, you know, when he got in a huge brawl against the Pir- ultra-rival Pirates last night, you know, one where uh, <laughs> one of the players went full-on commando, Rambo-style on the Pirates bench before, you know, you know, the, the whole Mitch Clinton fracas started. And Yasser Prigg was in there mixing it up. Defending teammates like any good teammate would. But this, all this happened after the news got that Prigg was, was going to be traded to the Indians uh, after last night's game. So, you know, again, you know, you, you go to show that Yasser Prigg is a great teammate after all. But this one thing that's kind of, you know, even though I know the Reds made the trade for Trevor Bauer, you know, to show up the pitch rotation to go with Sonny Gray and company. 
I, I, I totally get that. I just think that the Reds needed more hitting than their pitching. The, the pitching was is, has been decent all season. And, you know, it's just that they, you know, it's the hitter that's, that's let them down. You know, Yasuo Pri came out the gate slow as well as uh, Joey um, Votto uh, in, in, in company. They they started uh, the bats being asleep before they picked things up. But the thing is, is that, you know, once they got going, you know, and even though the, the Reds are sub-500, they're still technically in this thing. I mean, because, I mean, if if you look at the Central Division, it's not like that one team has run away with it. You know what I mean? It's, and that's probably because all but maybe the Pirates have been competitive most of the season. So if you stick any of the four teams, St. Louis, Chicago Cubs, Milwaukee, and maybe the Reds and the other divisions, um, most notably, you know, the AL East maybe, they they would be, I mean, the NL East, I should say, uh, they would be making some noise. I mean, you can't tell me that even if you look at the NL West, I know they've got the Dodgers there running away with the whole thing, but you can't tell me that San Francisco, the second place San Francisco Giants are 15 and a half games behind the Dodgers. You can't tell me they're better than St. Louis, Chicago, Cubs, Milwaukee, or even Cincinnati. Now, you can't make the argument for the third place team, Arizona Diamondbacks. And you can't make the argument in NL East that the Phillies and the Nationals are remarkably better than the than the Cubs, Brewers, and Reds. So it just goes to show you how competitive the NL Central is. And the Reds are only seven games back of first, uh, despite being 50 and 56. And, you know, they're also like five or six games out of the last wild card spot. So they're still technically in it. I just wish that they would have gotten more more hitting to go with, with their pitching that hasn't been bad all season. So as far as uh, the rest of, uh, you know, I see why – I saw why Cleveland – needed to make the trade that they did. I mean, the thing is, is that, you know, the 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 the, the, the Indians are in the midst of a heated playoff battle. I mean, a heated pennant battle, I should say, with the Minnesota Twins. And, I mean, talking about coming out of nowhere, they, they – I mean, there was a point where Cleveland was sub-500 before the All-Star break, shortly before the All-Star break, and they've been on a tear. I mean, they're, they're to the point that only three games back, after last night, were only three games back the first place Minnesota, and it, it, when people thought that Minnesota was running with the whole thing, and they have a two and a half game cushion atop the wild card standing, so they're they're squarely in this thing. You know, it's just that it's a shame they had to they had to part with Trevor Bauer, but they but they needed hitting, and Yasiel Puig and, and Fremdo Reyes, uh, you know, it's, which 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 uh, which which was like part of the three T component that came from the San Diego Padres. They got legit bats. They've been in. It's got legit bats in the lineup, so they, they they could be able to go with the pitching staff to hopefully make another move on the Twins. So I saw why they did it, and I saw you know Cincinnati. They they always rebuild for next year. I mean it's same old same. And yes, I know the Reds had a plethora of outfielders, which made Puig expendable. I totally get that. I totally get that, but you know they received out prospects in, in return. They, this one cat named Taylor Trammell, which is ranked 14th on the Keith Law's midseason top prospects list. For those of you who give a damn about anything, uh, 
Well, actually, no. I'm sorry. Tra- Taylor Tremble was sent to San Diego. So, okay, let's just let, so let's just review the part of the trade. All right, the Indians, in return for Gasol Creed, received left-hander Logan Allen and minor league infielder Victor Nova from the Padres, and minor league pitcher Scott Morris from the Reds. So Cincinnati sent Taylor Tremble, which is one of the top prospects, to San Diego. So I don't know what the hell Cincinnati got. <laughs> I saw in Trevor Bauer. So basically, they gave Cincinnati gave up all that for Trevor Bauer to maybe compete for next year, which would, again, which would be nice if Cincinnati put us ahead instead. There is, I guess, what the whole point is: the Cincinnati has to help and pray that the pick that the hitting picks up next season. Or maybe percolates a little bit like the last month and a half of the season coming up. Um, because, again, it's the hitting. It's not their pitching that's a problem. It's their hitting. I mean, it's, that's that's the issue. So I, I don't get why the Reds would do such a thing. Uh, maybe some of, one of y'all will hit me up on Twitter just to enlighten me on, on it, but I just don't see it. I I just – it's like – you know, the, I mean, I live in Cincinnati, so even though I, I was, I'm a lifelong Yankees fan, I, I keep an eye out on um, on on the Reds just because of where I live. It's just just that they started out the off season this past off season with promise obtaining up Yasiel Puig and Matt Camp and, and a few others from the Dodgers and thinking they had everybody thinking, holy crap, we're going to do some things, only to start off. Really slow out the gate again, you know. This time with the pitching, the run with the hitting, letting letting them down after the one acquisition, sending Gray actually have done well. And you know, it's just okay. Let's just, I mean, just it's, it's just look at it. I and mean, this is how bad that system pitching is. The, the Reds pitching is like the third best in the league. I mean, in the National League, terms so the ERA is four point zero five. It's just that the batting again. I know it's picked up more so lately it's improved lately but they're 12th out of 15 that's not going to get it done especially when you had you know people like Puig and Bottle in your lineup it's just it's just not it's just a pass the smell test so again you know you know I I don't understand why the rest didn't pick up more more hitting I don't understand why they went forth thinking in that regard uh, but Again, it is what it is. So, you know, Reds Nation, I mean, they understood why. From what I talked to, from who I talked to here, a few frat brothers and friends in there, they had the number of outfields to make pretty expendable. I just thought that the Reds needed more hitting, needed another a bat or two, instead of worry about, like, showing up the pitcher for next season, especially when, you know, given that things are laying out for them as we speak. So, Anyway, I guess the beat goes on. Um, <laughs> you know, brand new day, same old bleep, you know, for, I guess, resignation. But, again, uh, w- let me know what y'all think on Twitter. You can you get to me at YSQY underscore 1906. Uh, what the, what, you know, what the what the hell were the Mets thinking? Are they thinking about, too? do you agree with them looking forward to next season? The Reds, Indians, and Padres who got better at that trade. I think the Indians did in the sense that they got the best they needed. The Reds didn't get an extra bat. 
and instead traded the one one of the true best that they had and, and also a team leader, the guy who became a team leader who's well liked in the clubhouse. And Yasiel Puig. Sure they got Trevor Bauer, which would be nice for next season, but they needed a bat for this season because they're right there. Again, they're only five games out of the six I think six or five or six games out of the last wildcard spot in the National League despite being six games on the five hundred. So there you go. So you can y'all can hit me up on that. But I want to take time out in the last part of this podcast to talk about what a team, what contenders do what they're supposed to do in contrast to what some contenders who think they should be contenders do not do. And how that could be frustrating and vexing on certain fan bases. What I'm talking about here is you know, the Houston Astros, they're up in the AL West right now. And even though they have, a, I think they have a comfortable lead. I'm going to quote the standards right quick. I think they have a comfortable lead in their division right now. I know Oakland is making it their usual charge. Um, but, yeah, Oakland's eight games back. They won three in a row. But the Astros have won three in a row as well, even though they're losing right now on the road. But, uh you know, they they are in contention for the best record. Actually, they do have the best record now in terms of percentage points in the American League because of my Yankees suddenly sticking up the joint, but I'll get to them in a second. But to go to the Houston Astros, they already have Justin Verlander. They, also, they already have some guys who can hit the cover off the ball. And so you, you would think that they stand pat, chill out, and just give up a stretch run. No, sorry, Bob. So basically, <laughs> as if Houston didn't need any more studs on the pitching staff to go with Verlander and um, and Garrett Cole and Wade Miley, Wade Miley. They they were they obtained uh, that green, you know, and and that's just that's just crazy. I mean. Can you imagine Zach Grinky along with Justin Verlander? And you know, I mean, they as if they weren't the favorites right now to get to the World Series, they're like the legit cold favorites right now, along with the Yankees, to get back to the World Series. So basically, what you have now, you know, of course, the, you know, they managed to 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 swindle Grinky from the Arizona Diamondbacks for four prospects. So that's a trade that anybody with half a brain would make. So now Houston's starting pitching, starting rotation goes like this. Justin Verlander, Garrett Cole, and Zach Greinke. That's just scary. And so right now, again, they've won eight. They're on a three-game winning streak. They won eight of ten. They're getting hot at the right time now. And they got Zach Greinke to go at that. Uh, rotation that they already have. So Houston right now, they're, they're sitting pretty. I mean, they're eight games clear of Oakland for first place. And, you know, they, they're not slowing down. And so basically, this is, we see an example of a team in Houston who, while they're already full of studs, teaming full of studs, they already, you know, they basically decided not to stand pat and just go for it. Go for the juggler while you still can because 
they see the Yankees, my Yankees struggling. They see the Red Sox struggling. They see Minnesota coming back to the pack. And of course, the Cleveland closed on. Why not get out in front and close the deal? And so before I get to the second part of that equation, I'm going to bring in Dwayne Nash in the house, my co-host. So, Dwayne, you've heard me ranting and raving about the trade deadline. So, first of all, let me just rewind right quick before I finish my thought on on what contenders do, what they're supposed to do, as opposed to contenders who, who don't do what they need to do. What do you think of the Mets obtaining Marcus Stroman from Toronto? No one, no one even saw that coming. Dwayne, you there, brother. I can't hear him. Oh my goodness. Dwayne, you there, bro? Oh no, that's I am. You know what? That was all on me. I was in the process of making sure that you know I wouldn't interrupt your your rant on, on Granky. But um, <laughs> to answer your question with uh, Strowman, I was I was like you. I was under the impression that the uh, the Mets would be sellers in this situation. You know, with the amount of games they were yeah. behind, not only uh, the Atlanta Braves in their division, but the amount of games they were behind in the in the wild card race. So you know, as a matter of fact, they they came out uh, according to reports that they would be sellers, and that uh, the Grom would be on. Um, on, on, on a chopping block, potentially. Well, uh, not the chopping block, but mm-hmm. the trading block. Um, right. In, in, in terms of, you know, I, I guess, uh, pressing for the future. Because I think this is his last year on his deal. But uh, they make a move and okay. pick up Strowman. Um, there are a lot of people who believe, okay, this is a, that was a situation that, that, you know, okay, if they do trade the Grom, then they have Strowman to replace him. Now, that can be the case. Or that could have been the case when they didn't deal him. But at the same time, if they lose him in free agency, nothing. Yeah, if they lose him in free agency, then they have Strowman anyway. So I think it's a situation where this is a move that I guess kept them um, for the future. And, you know, everyone's saying that, you know, it's kind of weird that they did that. On the outside, it kind of looks that way because, of course, they're not necessarily competing for anything as of right now, but it looks like they're just going ahead and starting their rebuilding process as of right now instead of waiting to the offseason. Yeah, see, that's the thing because, again, when I first heard about that Storming trade, I thought, here we go again at the Mets. They don't know what the hell they're doing. (laughs) It's like I always say the Mets are an acronym for my entire team sucks. I mean, they strike again, but I mean, the more I talk about it, the more I think about it, even right now as we speak, it's like if you look at their rotation, Noah Syndergaard, Zach Wheeler, and Strowman, and and Strowman, I don't think I don't think he's in the last year of his current deal that was they had with, with the Blue Jays. So imagine the Mets trotting out those three studs next season, and. They only got to start a rotation. So exactly. what needs to happen for the Mets is to get their, their hitting together and just get out of bad luck, out of that mire of bad luck that they've been in for the past few seasons. But go, you're about to make a thought, though. But, oh, yeah. Know, maybe... I was going to say is under control under the Mets for the next two seasons. So, yeah, that's exactly okay. what they're probably thinking about. And, um, yeah, you're right. This whole bad luck in terms of, um, their pitching staff is something that they've been going through ever since they, they made that huge playoff run a couple of years ago with that pitching staff yeah. and that was very well, – yeah, which was very sudden. 
um, at that time. And, um, you know, you're right. For whatever reason, they just couldn't seem to get everything together, be it consistency of play or consistency of health. And it's uh, something that's just still um, haunting, some, haunting them to this day, along with the fact that Atlanta's gotten better. Washington has been kind of up and down, but kind of in that holding pattern. They're coming. And Philadelphia's gotten They're better coming. as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Washington's been coming, man. They've, they've, they, they've really impressed me. They started the season, they're like, people were like, well, looks like um, Bryce Harper had a right out here there and got the hell out of Dodge. But, I mean, they're, <laughs> and a funny ass twist, they are, I mean, they, they're tied with the Phillies for second place right now in the, in the NL East. So, I mean, I know they lost two in a row being the Nationals, but still, the fact that they dealt Washington, like, saw their best player walk out the door from nothing and yeah. just tied with the team that he's tied with, that had to, that has to be pretty funny. And New York Jordan never was so down in D.C. But, yeah, there was a lot of uh, talk back in April that um, – April and then early May that, you know, maybe they should get rid of uh, the, the, the manager. And there was – I forget – who the series was around that point in time, but there, it was almost like it was a a, a, um, a, a, a do or die situation for him. And um, I think they came out of that series winning two out of three. Kind of danced around up until the All Star break, and then after that, you know, they just well actually before the All Star break they were playing well. Then after the All Star break, they just went on this huge ascension. But at the same time. They had a very favorable yeah. schedule, um, right? So they they did what they were supposed to do in, in a favorable uh, situation. The one thing though that people were looking for that they didn't do was to make big moves to uh, to bolster their bullpen. Now both of them and Atlanta they would do that um, as we approach the deadline. But the moves that Atlanta made were far and away mm-hmm. better than what Washington did. I don't know what it is about the learners. The learners, for whatever reason, are, are the stingiest owners, in, well, from, from my perspective, in, in Major League Baseball. And I guess it's mainly because I'm here in D.C., so I have to hear about it as yep. as I do. The fan base wants them to spend money because they want right. them to go ahead and take that, 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 that plunge and to make it in some sort of financial attempt or investment into the team so that, you know, get to reap some sort of benefit. You know, they're still riding the high of the Caps winning the, uh, the Cup last season. They want the Nets to be their next team to do it, man. But for whatever reason, the learners do not want to make any type of financial um, obligations into in, in making that team better. And it'll be interesting to see what happens in the offseason, even though I know that, you know, free agency is months off, but signing Anthony Rendon has been conversation almost the entire season long. And whether or not they're going to bring him back with him being uh, or playing on the all-star level that he's been playing on this entire season and and seasons past, the, the fans want him to be there, but no, they haven't made a deal to um, to Rendon as of yet, but that's that's moving on. They I'm, we're talking about today. We're talking about what's been going on with the uh, the trade deadline, and like you said, yeah, man. that deal with uh, Zach Grinky to Houston. 
huge. Yes. Especially Isn't that crazy? It's big. No one would, no one thought that we were going to get a big deal. Matter of fact, when you uh, texted me this morning, they had to think about okay, so what are we going to talk about? You know, no one right. really done anything huge. And then here comes the uh, the Houston Nationals, and they're like, ha-ha, well, we're going to go ahead and do what we need to do, not only for this this season, but I think that they keep Granky for an, uh, an additional season or two as well. So not only do they yeah, bolster exactly. uh, their staff for, for this season, but they got a guy that's going to be there for another year or two. So, yeah, they're, they're, they do. this move was, was big for now and later. So, yeah. I mean, I mean, again, I mean, first of all, I mean, and and this is going back to the conversation I was having with myself that um, that, that there are teams that continue their teams, contending teams that do what they're supposed to do to make, to ensure they contend and make some noise in the playoffs, and contenders that do what they're not supposed to do, who do don't do that what they're supposed to do rather. So, Houston getting Grinky. For four minor leaguers, mm-hmm. was it's like, are you serious? I mean, just just I mean, Grinky four minor leaguers. It, that's a deal that anybody would make every single day. I mean, and of course, Houston sent a few other cats, um, Corbin Martin, like amongst one of them, to 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 uh, I guess to uh, um, Arizona to make it happen, but. Here's the deal. Houston has Zink Grink, Grink, Grinky to go with Justin Verlander and Jericho. That's crazy. Yes. So that's an example of, of a team doing what they're supposed to do as opposed to my beloved Yankees who didn't do shit. I mean, we <laughs> needed – everyone that mama knew we needed pitching. I mean, you see us against the, in the series against the Red Sox? The Red Sox are still hitting home runs. Because we, we we couldn't stop them, our pitching staff yeah. couldn't stop them. I mean, we are blessed. My Yankees are blessed to be ahead so far ahead of the Rays and Red Sox right now. But we are only a few more an injury or two away. We're still at Masters. We still don't have um, Stanton, Giancarlo Stanton, CC Sebastian is on an injured list, and you know, and and also. Um, uh, 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 Severino is still hurt. Is still on the men. So those are the top two pitchers. Uh, Severino being our staff ace, and we still managed just by a sheer miracle to be in first place in our division, no less only a few percentage points of having the best rookie in the American League. So that's just a testament to the job that. Uh, that uh, Brent, that uh, Aaron Boone is doing has been doing as manager and his and his and his coaching staff, but you need reinforcements. I mean, again, the Red Sox still hitting home runs off the Yankees right now. So, and the Diamondbacks have been lighting them up lately. So, you know, we needed pitching. Everybody knew it. Our general manager who normally does a good job, Brian Cashman, knew it, but yeah, he couldn't make the deal. I mean, you see, you, he saw Stroman go. From this division rival Blue Jays to the Mets, is he saw the Astros give up like four tomato cans to get Grinky from Arizona? I mean, it's like what the hell was 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 Brian Cashman falling asleep at the wheel? I mean, what the hell is going on in New York? I I couldn't answer that question. I don't know if 
you know, the deals they were attempting to make, well, the deals they were, I guess, attempting to make just didn't go through. Or maybe they just thought that they could just stand pat what they currently have and uh, attempt to make some sort of push, you know, for, for the rest of the season. I just can't call what it is that the, the Yankees were attempting to do from the outside looking in. I guess within the next couple of days, we're, we're here if they were attempting to make moves or not, and things just didn't go through. Or if they just right. decided, you know what, we're just going to go ahead and move on with what we have. And it's kind of odd that you say that, like I, like I said earlier, that your Yankees didn't make any moves, and, of course, my hometown Nats um, made moves but just weren't big enough in comparison to what Atlanta did. And being that I was actually just out at Nats Park on Monday to see the Braves play mm-hmm. against Washington, and as a, a Braves fan watching – that bullpen give up that game on Monday. And when I say give up that game, you had three guys coming off the pen um, for two and two-thirds innings, give up a grand slam, mm. and six walks. So you knew right. – well, if you, if, you, if you didn't watch baseball before that game, you, you would have walked out of that game thinking, hmm, those guys that came in later in the, in the game, they had issues pitching. Maybe we should get some different guys to help them out. And that's exactly what the, the front office in Atlanta did. And they did so with a huge splash by picking up my man out of uh, Coldplay, Chris Martin, um, who was the mm-hmm. uh, the other reliever that they picked up. Uh, well, they picked up three big relievers that should help out that, that, that staff. And, um, yeah, because they, they, they were dealing with it. And like you said before, Washington was making a huge push. And, um Washington almost cut that that uh, that lead to two and a half games if they were able to walk away with the last two games in the series, but they couldn't. But it's still a what a five and a half game lead, still a little too close, and they still have a couple of hit to hit matchups with the uh, the Braves before the season is over with. So let me ask you this, brother. Since um, we'll get back to the Yankees, not doing shit in a minute, but you're talking about what's going on in the National League. So with all the deals have been made. <clears throat> Where do you see it in National League standing? Do, do you see much movement? I, I know the Dodgers didn't do squat either. It's not like they needed it at the moment, but still, then, you know, you know, the point is that you have movement in the NL East, you got movement in the Central as far as player movement, um, and some like as the Max Exodus in Arizona. And and before we, we we like we get to that, it was another noticeable thing is that. And, like, Madison Bumgarner didn't get moved from the Giants, which I thought was also pretty interesting that the Giants didn't do shit, yeah. didn't do shit either. But maybe the Giants think – I mean, hell, the, the, the wild card standings in, in the uh, in the National League is pretty wide-ass open. I mean, if you look it's at – Very wide you open. You know, dude, the, the Cincinnati Reds, I mentioned them earlier, they're six games below 500. That's six games out of a wild card spot right now. That's how crazy this shit is. So if you look at the top of the wild card says the National League, you got the Cubs, Phillies, Nationals, all tied with the top, with the top, uh, top of the wild card standings. Then you got Milwaukee as a game out. The Giants are two and a half games out. The Diamondbacks are three or four a game below five hundred, are just three and a half out. Those Mets that I like to pick on, 
four games below 500 are five games out, and the Reds I mentioned earlier are six games out. That's that's crazy. So you got like yeah. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight National League squads, six games within each other for a wild cross spot. That's insane. So, you know, again, I guess the Giants maybe think that they can make a move two and a half games out of a wild card spot, but, but uh, who the hell knows? I guess it makes it for an exciting second half of the season. Well, second, like a month and a half left in the season. But what are your thoughts now post-trade where the National League team stand right now? What do you think is the standout team in the National League? As of right now, based upon the moves that they've made, it's it's mm-hmm. Atlanta. They addressed the need yeah. that they they had, which was that bullpen. And um, you know that the, the thing is, I don't think that they necessarily catch L.A. Uh, for first place. The thing is, right now right. they're fighting for uh, that number two seed. And if memory serves me correctly, if they don't have it, they're a couple of games behind Chicago. But I doubt that that's the case. I think that they do have that number two. See that right now, but yeah, they, um, do. they do. Yeah, and their, their goal right now is just to hold on to that, so they can hold on to home field up until the um, the NCLS um, if they make it that far. So mm-hmm. I, I think that they've made the biggest moves in, in terms of the National League and, and what was best for them to do what they need to do for the, for the, remainder, for the remainder of this season, Sadate, uh, with the, the whole stumbling. But um, like you said, I, I, I guess the rest of the National League that's in contention for a wild card spot must believe like the, the, the same way that the, the Nationals believed a couple of months ago. Hey, if we can somehow make a run, and someone has a couple of injuries, we can make it into the playoffs as a wild card, and that's all we need to do is make it in. Well, how about the American League? Like, where you, aside from Houston, possibly getting the World Series, I think that's an easy one. <laughs> but what, what do you, what do you, how do you see the other teams? Like, because like, no clear made moves to get Joshua Puig from Cincinnati, as I stated earlier. Uh, you know, and a few other teams make some moves as well. What do you see teams outside of Houston making noise in the American League the last month and a half of the season? I don't know. I think that the Yashiro Creek move wasn't necessarily that impressive to me for um, for Cleveland. I just thought that they made the move to get rid of Trevor because they, they thought that they probably couldn't even sign him for next year. And it just happened to be bad sure, timing that's fair. that he had that, that bad outing. On um on on Saturday, but um, you know um, God, I, I really can't think of anybody else. In in, in in my personal opinion, that made a big enough move. Like I said, that that Granky move just eclipsed everything that happened during yeah. the uh, oh the, uh, the I almost forgot the the A's. The A's made a whole lot of moves to help themselves out with pitching. Um, as well, I can't remember exactly who those guys are, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, they made some moves to go ahead and bolster their uh, their pitching staff as well. You know what? I'm looking at all the teams that did like the Houston didn't even give up a whole hell of a lot for Zach Greinke, only four prospects. Uh, I see. I know it's Zach Cleveland. 
not Cleveland, but, uh, but like the other teams that got pitching, they didn't have to give a whole hell of a lot. No. Do people not want to work with the Yankees? Because Brian Cashman said that he never got close to making any trades to both the teams roster prior to today's deadline because he said that the actual price on pitchers were more than he was willing to give up. Well, what the hell was the, what were the prices? If, if Again, if Houston only got that Grinky for four tomato cans in the minor league system, I mean, and, and keep in mind, you know this, the Yankees have one of the deepest minor league systems in baseball. And the resources yeah. on top of that. What the hell was Brian Cashman not willing to give up? I mean, what? Some because he he wanted he liked some prospects, wanted to just build them up. You gotta win now, dude. You need we needed pitching. You didn't do shit to bring it in. That's on you, Cashman. Don't, I mean, I wish that when executives and players, when they don't do what they're supposed to do, they start making bullshit excuses. I mean, we're not idiots. I mean, we <laughs> saw again. We saw what little Houston gave up to get Grinky. We saw what the Reds gave up, what little Hick they gave up to get Bauer. You, we saw how what little they, you know, the, the, even the damn Mets, the, the the my entire team sucks Mets. They got Stroman <laughs> for no whole hell of a lot. They what did, the hell is going did. on with Brian Cashman? I mean, dude, I, I, what what? Ah. He must really believe in that farm system. But according to a report, and this is, you know, only because I'm not a huge Astros fan, so I don't mm-hmm. know what's going on in their farm system. I'm, I'm not going to come on here and pretend to act like I do, right? They, the right. report said that basically the guys that they got rid of, it wasn't the best out of their farm system, but it, brought, it far wasn't the worst. Um, there, there are two guys that they really yeah. like in their farm system as of right now, and I can't remember who, um, their names off the top of my head, but one of them is an outfielder. And they that okay. was the one that they really coveted, and they held on to him. And then it's another guy that's below him. But after that, I think it was those four guys, and the um, the D backs were, were pleased with the fact that they were willing to get rid of them. Okay, okay. I'm just I'm just saying. I understand. I get what you're coming from. I get what you're saying. I, I'm just saying he's Brian fucking Cashman of the New York fucking yeah. Yankees with resources <laughs> out the wazoo. I mean, exactly. you couldn't swing a little bit of a deal. I mean, you couldn't do better than the Mets did. You couldn't do better than Houston did and just give them the four prospects. You couldn't make that move. He did. Does he realize that he's in the division with two teams with the Braves and the Red Sox who love the mash? Did he not? Remember that weekend series where the Red Sox still hitting home runs off the Yankees pitching staff? Does does he does he not know what Houston is doing now with re-upping the pitching staff? Because Houston could argue Nash with the best of them. They, they now they got the pitching depth and the starter rotation. Does he not know what's going on around them in his own league? I mean, what? I don't know. I, I just don't know. Well, I mean, we've been doing a smoke and mirrors so far. But. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, well, I, I wouldn't say it's all smoke and mirrors, but I will say this. I will take part of the responsibility for what happened to the Yankees during that uh, series against the Red Sox. Well, I should say we at Season Sports kind of took responsibility for that 
for those, of course, who, who watch us, Which we I do. know that we make our, our weekly picks. And the one thing that we've already called this season curse is that when we're making our picks, <laughs> if all three of us agree on a team winning, they end up losing. And losing picks. Damn, you guys. <laughs> and that's exactly what, You know what? I'm sorry, and to make it worse, I was the third of the three of us to make that pick, and as I was making that pick, I said, I apologize to the Yankees fans for making this pick in advance, but I will be picking the Yankees to win this series. With that said, we have doomed them to to lose in the series. I didn't realize it was going to be a sweep, and God knows I didn't think it was going to get murdered in a four-game sweep. So, yeah, I'll go ahead and, and Apologize on behalf of Sleazy Sports for what happened during that series, but we didn't play, Ugh. so you can't fully blame us. But you know that that curse is we we do kind of um. Well, I was saying it, it, it's, it's almost as bad was, as the Madden curse and, and the uh, yeah. the SI cover curse. I don't think so, you know. I don't bad. think anybody can be as bad as the Madden curse though. I, if, <laughs> if if that's the case, you guys just you're going to go an exorcism. You got us bad bad curse, but at least the Yankees didn't get the asses swept. They won the six, yes. the Sunday game, but still they were bludgeoned. The bludgeoning was already happening. We already witnessed the carnage, and as a result, the Red Sox still this thing was really pissing me off even more. But point is, is that the Yankees needed pitching. Cashman didn't get it done. They didn't get it done. Houston yeah. made a big splash. Cleveland's coming up, on, on, is rising. The A's are rising. The Red Sox are getting healthy. The Rays are getting yeah, their ass together. And, and you know, we didn't do shit. <laughs> I, I know. But shit. Those are two things that are scary. The Red Sox are getting healthy, and the Indians are starting to get healthy. And the way yes. that the Red Sox have been looking, and, and the, the, the Indians are improving, the way that they're starting to look, even though they're, they're currently in that wild card base, if they start to make right. pushes and, and make noise, it's going to be a very interesting situation once we start to get to September to see exactly where they're placed and who they'll be battling against to potentially make it into the playoffs. And that's the last thing I think anyone wants are those two teams out of the AL in position to make the playoffs, along with the fact that Houston is doing what they would – well, Houston did what they just did to get Frankie. So, yeah, it's, right. it's going to be a very, very interesting fall as it pertains to American League baseball. All right. Makes, makes it exciting, man. So, uh, we're looking forward to the rest of the season with your Braves and my Yankees and this and this uh, 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 pennant race is going on. Exciting stuff. So, Thanks for th- hey, thanks for calling in, brother. We'll do it again soon. Oh, good luck no to your doubt. Braves too, by the way. And to your Yanks, man. I see I just can't make uh, live a- appearances to see my Braves, man. Can't do it no more. <laughs> All right, <laughs> bro. Peace out. That's my guy Dwayne Nash. Please check him out on the Yards, SFC Sports, and on Sleazy Radio on Facebook Live every week. I think it's every Monday, as well as his work on HeroSports.com. Maybe again, maybe Cashman knows something that we don't know. But this Yankee fan is really pissed off at the seeing what Houston's doing, and it's what Dwayne was saying after seeing what 
the damn um, those damn Red Sox coming on, getting healthy. The Rays are coming up. The Indians are making noise. The A's are making noise. And again, in Houston, Landon Grinky for four tomato cans. And what do we do in New York? What do we do with the Yankees? Wild resources and mounting system. Where everyone to know in the world knew that we needed pitching, we didn't do shit. So we'll see what happens. I hope for the best, but I'm just nervous about some shit. But anyway, enough of my sorry rant. I know I'm spoiled as a Yankee fan, but hell, I call it as I see it. But thank you all for tuning into the podcast. This is Scott Burke signing off. Oh, six. Good night and have a good weekend, y'all. Thank you.